Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, Chattanooga area. How are you doing, Professor Trout? I'm doing well, Tony Sanders. How are you doing? I should, be, I should call you by your proper moniker, Trout Professor. My proper moniker? Proper moniker. I like that. It's better than hey you. Hey, you, dude. Come here. Fish boy. Fish boy. Come here. How's everything, man? Doing good. Doing good. Um, allergies have subsided. Been fighting those. All is not well on the allergy front, I can tell you that. I've been eating Benadryl like they're M&Ms. And, uh, between the Benadryl and the Flonase, and I've been trying to keep it at bay, but I have, this week has been bad. I'm sorry, it's just been bad. <laughs> I think it's been bad for everybody. And, yes, I will be the first one to admit live on air. I, I had a feed pop up earlier this week about a turkey hunt I went on several years ago, and I remember distinctly sneezing inside my turkey mask, which if you've ever done that, that is not a pleasant, uh, you don't want to do that. You, you, so everybody heading to the woods this morning, you know, take take that extra Zyrtec, take that Benadryl, make sure you don't sneeze in your turkey mask because it's just really gross. So was that the good Lord playing trick on you? You're an outdoor guy and... It, and you are allergic to everything outdoors. I think, yes, I'm allergic to pretty much every grass, every tree. Yeah, and I enjoy being outdoors, so it, it's the irony is not lost, I will say that. <laughs> Good morning to all the Facebook people. We see, yeah, we all come people, what, you know. Morning. Commenting and. Already? If, yeah. If it, I guess I need to pull up Facebook. Then. Well, if I had a stupid computer that worked, then we would we would be able to pull it up and see. Who's commenting? Oh, well. I, I cannot read that far across the room. I I got no clue. Good morning. I can't see either. I, I, I can go over there, but it's you're going to get that, like, you know, when you look through a peephole thing, you know, <laughs> you know when you go, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. I understand. I oh, understand. Man. Well, man, a lot going on. Well, yeah, and had a lot going on. Um, The DU Festival last weekend, oh, my gosh. That was absolutely amazing. Those kids out there had a big, big time. And I'll be honest, I am a little bit jealous. I wish there was something like that when I was a kid, but I'm glad to give back. Don't get me wrong. But we, Trout Unlimited, our booth, we had a, you know, we were tying flies. And I, it, was, it was interesting to see. I was sitting out there tying flies. The parents were interested in the process, but the kids were more interested in the materials. They're, They'd come by and go, what's that? I said, that's a squirrel tail. Can I touch it? Sure, why not? Yeah, have at it. What's that? That's moose. A moose? Yeah, a moose. Can I touch it? Sure, why not? You know, they were they were more interested in touching the materials and, sure and seeing everything. And we uh, tried Unlimited did a uh, – we uh, one of our members had a great idea, Brian Pendergrass. Got to give him full credit. He's got three kids, so he understands children. I, I don't, but he does. He – printed out a black line drawing of a trout and we set out pictures and some color uh, colored pencils and uh, markers and the kids could come out there and color a trout 
we had more kids just stay, I, we had kids stand there for 15 minutes just coloring trout. They had a big time at our booth. Now, our booth was not the best booth, I will say that. We had a drift boat. The kids like getting in the drift boat. But uh, the trout fishing was really great, and I know the archery got a lot of, uh, the soft tip archery got a lot of people up there. But that was an awesome event, and we were so proud to be part of it. And we're I'm very proud of our local DU chapter for putting that on for local kids because amazing event, amazing. And it wasn't just the I mean, they were the, the 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 driving force, but all the organizations were there, right? And that's pretty awesome. Uh, I got to do a shout out, okay? Um, buddy of mine, uh, Judge Rod Filial, the yeah juvenile court judge, yeah. was uh, on the radio last night with Cindy, oh, okay. and so I was texting him while he was on the air, <laughs> and uh, and he just re- returned, "It's your turn, I'm listening." And so, <laughs> turnabout's fair play, yeah. Of course, it was a lot harder for him to listen than it was for me last night at 7 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate uh, Judge Villal. He's an awesome guy. I remember when he got appointed to the, to mm-hmm. the, to the juvenile court bench. And what, a, what a great place. Mm-hmm. Good morning, uh, Your Honor. So we need to, need to do a shout-out there. Love to, love to figure out how the outdoor community could help the juveniles. One of, one, of, one of my passions for years has been to come up with a way to reach the inner city youth uh, with fishing. I've, I've got something along those lines, but I've got, I know one program that has worked there. I've got a very good friend. Um, I consider her my friend. She's a very nice lady. She w- w- is an actual nun and wears the, the full-blown nun habit and the whole nine yards. Uh-huh. She teaches kids fly tying, and then they take their fly, and they take it to an inner-city pond, and she gets people to donate materials to her, and she, you know, because I don't know, I don't think she makes anything as a nun. I'm pretty sure she doesn't. I think there's that whole poverty vow thing. But anyway, she gets the kids to tie a fly, and then she takes them out to an inner-city pond, and they go catch bluegill or, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever's in the local pond. And she's been doing that program for years, and she's known, and this is what I love, as the fly-tying nun. Cool. And she, she's just a real nice lady, and we always used to, she used to tie the fly-tying circuit that I was on and, and a lot of the events and programs like that. And all of us fly-tires, you know, go buy 10 15 bucks worth of materials like thread and stuff that, you know, she couldn't afford it. We'd put it in a box and give it to her every year. And she was just so appreciative, and she'd take it to the kids, and, and you know, that's how she kind of gave back to the kids. She was a school teacher, and so she was trying to teach the biology of the bugs to the kids along with teaching them a skill and letting them go out and have fun. And uh, she's just a real nice lady. She actually beat me out for a fly-tying award. So. You got beat by a nun? I did. I was up against a nun. I was up for fly-tying. She did have God on her side. Yeah, I was up against... <laughs> Yeah, I was I was up against her. I know you. You didn't. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'm a heathen. I'll admit. Um, I'm not. Uh, it was me. I was nominated, and she was nominated. And there was another guy out of South Texas who was a really good uh, saltwater tire. We were all nominated for uh, Tennessee, Arkansas, Texas, Missouri, Louisiana. We were all nominated as the fly tire of the year. And she got nominated, and I saw her nomination, and I thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to win. Who's going to vote against a nun? Because, you know, you're going to burn in hell if you don't vote for the nun. I mean, you know, just saying. But, yeah, I lost that year. And the year before that. 
and the year before that. And the year before that, I lost five times in a row. You are the uh, the Jim Kelly of fly time, apparently. Uh, who was the girl who never won an... Uh, 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 Susan Lucci. Susan, Susan Lucci. Lucci yeah, yeah, I was the Susan Lucci of fly tying. Yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, Ross, how are you doing? Good morning, fellas. I just heard Rob talking about our DU event last weekend and want to call in and thank everyone. It's, like I say, it was a, a win-win very successful uh had over 250 kids sign up and uh it was really like you say rob it was a fun day uh exciting really oh yeah it was great uh, yeah it was like i said i love seeing all the kids participating in everything yeah it was like good seeing those smiles uh, i want to mention it on our chattanooga ducks unlimited facebook page richard sims did a great job on a little video it's Highest level less than a minute, kind of summarized everything with showing uh, all the different events and a lot of, you know, smiling faces. And like I say, it takes a lot of effort, and I appreciate everyone participating with us. In that video, he, he gives credit for everybody, and I hopefully didn't miss anything or anyone. We went through it. Oh, no, it was, and, uh, uh, it was well done. Yeah. And yesterday, I want to also give Richard Ascalades for uh, getting his first turkey. Mm-hmm. That was his first? Yeah, yes. He, he got the monkey off his back, he said yesterday. Yep. Uh, I told him, I said, you know, it just takes time. and It's been a while, but uh, he says, oh, he's glad to get that one over with. So I had no idea that was his first. And and, <laughs> yeah. and I feel honored because I got a text last night. Richard said, hey, do you need tail feathers and a wing? I said, sure, why not? I can use it as tie, fly tying material. And he texts me, he says, I'll give you a call. He's guiding this morning, so I'm sure he's headed to the water right now. But he said, come on by the house, and he's going to give me turkey tail and uh, a wing. So There you go, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's win-win. There you go. And I, like I say, Richard's out there guiding this morning. And uh, yesterday when we were out there, it was raining and kind of messy, but you just never know till you go. And that's one of those things, just get out in the outdoors and let it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely, Ross. That's awesome. Yeah, last uh, last week was a, another awesome event you guys did, and so congratulations. And uh, I do think it's kind of cool that uh, DU nationally is looking at what you're doing and and trying to emulate that around the country. That's awesome. It, yeah, that's correct. Uh, we got two chapters over in West Tennessee. They're having an event a couple of weeks, and another one in June. And like I say, it, it's a time to share with all the opportunities of the different outsourced organizations and. It really was successful, and that's what it's all about, getting people outdoors. Absolutely. Cool. Thank you, guys, and appreciate all you do, Tony, for getting the message out there for us and, and help you know spread it because uh, without the airways, sometimes we, you know, a lot of people don't even know about it, and it was good to see a lot of different people out there that I haven't seen before. We had a few people we lost, things like from the 8- to 12-year-old group, but down from 8 down, somebody had a, a larger crowd. I think soccer and uh, baseball may have taken away a little bit from it. But we, we looked at that, and we're going to review it Monday. We may end up trying to move our date up a little bit earlier. However, you know how the weather is. It's a little bit nicer, seems like, right now, too. Yeah, so well, I know we'll that. my grandson had a ball uh, and just enjoyed the heck out of it and uh, loved loved everything he did there. So, yeah. Well, I right. just want to thank you guys for – uh, all y'all do, and like I say, Sportsman's Warehouse, when they came out and uh, supported it 100% again this year, 
hopefully they'll sponsor it next year for us. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. It was a great event. Ross, thank you, man. I'm headed out to the turkey field, so you guys uh, have a great day. You You too. Good luck. See you. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was an awesome event. Kids all had a good time. Oh, now yeah. I have to I have to tell one funny story though. Okay. So at twelve thirty, everybody goes into for prize drawing, right? Right. There's a lot of kids, and they give away a bunch of prizes. Well, Hunter's number wasn't drawn, mm-hmm. and he was a little upset and uh-huh. and a little teary and crying, and and I like Hunter, dude. I said you spent all day outside playing. I said, you've got a brand new fishing pole right there. And you've got all the and his hats and you got all this stuff. I said, I think you won pretty big. Mm-hmm. But they didn't call my number. I said, it's okay. And I don't know who it was. It was one of the, the, the new um, um, UTC Ducks Unlimited. Oh, yeah, they're guys. local. The college they, chapter. They were there. The college chapter was out there working. And and one of the guys came over. I don't know who he was. I never got a chance to talk to him. Came over and brought him something. I think it was a koozie and a, a something, and gave it to him. And it was like, oh, okay, life is good now. We're good. I just, I, but I, I mean, we got this 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 bright orange fishing pole, mm-hmm. which makes me really happy because his dad is a Georgia fan and I'm a Tennessee fan, so that is the new Tennessee rod. Uh, just stick, the, just grind that knife into his back. Absolutely, yeah. all right. So, but it was just, it was just so funny, and I, I mean, he caught fish. He had he had touched a quail. He'd done all this stuff, um, and then he he went out to uh, the Chattanooga outdoors. People there were there with bicycles. Yeah, the mountain and, bikes. Yeah, and, and of course, I didn't know. I mean, only grandson. He's not here every day, right? So I don't get to spend every day with him, and right. So he runs over there to the Chenning Outdoors dude, jumps on a bicycle, and takes off. And I'm like, I looked at his, I looked at his dad, and I said, "Well, I guess we need to make sure his chenning wheels are not on his bike anymore, because <laughs> he was he was gone and just, just taking off, just riding around." And uh, of course, he's he's got the little evil Knievel in him. There was there was no stopping him on the jumps. Oh yeah, the ramps. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it was pretty funny. It was. It was so. a great. It was a really great event, and like I, like you said, so many conservation organizations all came together for the benefit of kids. And you know, I had a great time being out there, and I know a lot of our other people did. Oh, you know what we didn't do on Facebook? What didn't we? What did we not do on Facebook? We didn't connect the audio cable. We didn't connect the audio cable. Yeah. I will go do that right now. We're going to take a break and fix our Facebook uh, live, and then. We'll solve that problem. Whoops. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. 
Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, if you're listening to us on Facebook, you can probably hear us this time. Now. Now. Yeah. Slight uh, technical issue. It's soft. It's uh, yeah. It's real simple. If you don't plug the audio cable into the into the camera system, audio doesn't work. It that's not complicated. Makes sense. I, you know, thanks to a good friend of mine who let me know that she couldn't hear squat <laughs> on Facebook. So there you go. Hopefully, you can hear us now. Yeah, I'm glad we got that fixed. You know, they do have some cool stuff coming up at Compass. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you something. Do not think just because you're sitting in the privacy of your own home with your iPad or your computer on your lap bidding on stuff that auction fever doesn't kick in. <laughs> oh, I know that for sure because I almost saw it. I saw you almost bid $3 million on a house. <laughs> well, all right. Maybe you should not uh, drive and bid at the same time. Not a good idea. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, yeah, pull over and bid. <laughs> that way you don't bid $3 million on a house that you well you didn't have can't your, afford i will give you I, I will give i will give it to you you did not have your glasses and you said rob check this for me and i'm like that's three million dollars oops so ouch well hey you would have won i would have won yeah <laughs> look on the bright side there are people will be going who the heck is that <laughs> three million dollars it's a nice piece of property but not that nice it, it was not three million. No, no, so, I, will, I will say that. So, uh, all right, where are we where are we going? You know, this is a huge deal happening right up the road in Dayton, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Bass Capital, mm-hmm. the major league fishing. Is this stage four? I believe. Uh, this morning, I believe they're going out on. Hang on, I will tell you. I no. think it's stage five. No, uh, no, not stage of the tournament. I think this is the fourth stage of the series. Oh, okay. Uh, that I don't know. Stage four presented by. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, if I read things, it helps. 
reading is, well, reading I'm, is I'm, fundamental. I'm looking down here, knockout round group five. That's what I saw. So, um, okay. So anyway, this is a, this is a cool deal. Uh, if you if you uh, haven't uh, heard of MLF, uh, it is a different news. It's a new series, and what they do is they have. Um, 80 fishermen, right, I think, mm-hmm. and they fish two rounds each every other day, day one, day two, day three, day four, and then they cut, uh, at that point, top 20 advance. Uh, I noticed when I was going home last night about 4.30, mm-hmm. uh, I met a couple of uh, really nice wrapped boats going away from the water. I have a feeling they weren't in the cut. Yeah, I'm thinking they didn't make it. <laughs> So yeah, when when you see a, a um, when you see a, a a a really nice pickup truck and a boat wrapped, you know, the same, going away from the water, that is never a good sign. No, no. So anyway, they but uh, so they cut down to twenty. So today there are twenty, um, out of each group. So there's forty left, and they're doing. Uh, this is the knockout round. And then tomorrow, the top ten out of after today will advance. Now, do, are they carrying their weights over? Do you know? Uh, let's see here. Uh, zero weight to start on the knockout round. So okay. they carried it up to the fourth Perfect. round. Perfect. And see, that makes sense, and that makes it exciting. Because if you had a guy, because did you see that the guy that led after day one, sixty-two pounds? Mm-hmm. That's twelve pounds of fish. Think about that. That's huge. We got a great we got a great fishery, and people have finally figured it out. Now, the other thing that I noticed on this is they don't bring them into a weigh-in. There's not a weigh-in. Mm-mm. They weigh them on the boat. They've got every boat has this. This other thing's kind of cool. Uh, every boat has a camera, a official. And then the angler. Uh, and so there is no weigh-in. There is no big group weigh-in thing. Because at 3.30, boom, rod's out. You got an official on, on the boat, you're done. Uh, so it takes away from that big, you know, hoopla at the at the area. But it is, uh, it, it's better for the fish because the fish are caught, they're weighed, and they're put back in the water right then. Uh, you also have the, um, uh, the fact that everything is on, on film. I, I called, uh, a tax client last night and I've been trying to reach this guy, right? And he, he, I called him and the first thing he wanted to do is talk about the MFL tour going up, up in Dayton. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So we talked about that and he said, man, this is so cool. I've been sitting here watching it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, he's watching video, uh, recorded video of it. But I mean, every every angler has has a camera, and it's you you can watch it live on you know live streaming. Yes, uh, which is really cool. I like that fact that um, I like the immediate catch and release. Um, and I understand that a lot of the other tournaments, you know, they they penalize for dead fish, but you're not transporting the fish around all day if you catch one early you're not transporting it around till three o'clock knocking it around in a you know live well and all that and i I know the guys 
who are on the other tournaments take great steps because they're going to be penalized if they, you know, have a dead fish. But I, I kind of like this format. No, I think it's pretty I, cool. I, I think it's a great, great idea. I think it really is a great idea. I would like to see some other things come out, too. Uh, one thing that you've always wanted to do is, uh, and you, of course you're a fly fisherman, but a one-fly tournament. Yeah, I've done a one-fly tournament. I and mean, you wanted to do one here, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind doing one here, and I'd love to do a one-fish tournament, too. Uh, you've got, let's say you've got uh, 12 hours to fish, what, or how many, you, 10, whatever, how many hours you pick. If you catch a bass 6 o'clock in the morning, if you think that's going to be the biggest fish of the day, you catch it, you document it, you release it, and you're done. You get to put in one fish. That's it. That My idea is a one-fish tournament, too. So if you catch a fish early in the morning and you think, well, mm, may not be big enough, and you toss it back and you don't catch anything the rest of the day, you put up a goose egg. So you have to make – I kind of like that you know, decision-making process. Am I going to – because once you register the fish, you stop fishing. That's my idea. For so example. if I catch the fish, I get to either put it back in. Right. Or. Um, stop fishing. Count it. And yeah. Go to the house. Right. Come back at weigh-in or final. final. Correct. But, you know, if you catch that fish and you say, well, I don't think that's going to be big enough, and you put it back and you don't catch a fish the rest of the day. You're done. You're, you still got a zero. I think seeing that process of people looking at a fish going, should I or shouldn't I, I think that could build some real drama. And, you know, and don't let, and, you know, nobody knows what anybody else has caught. So, you know, a two pound fish could win a tournament. Theoretically. You know, a bluegill could win the whole thing. You know, everybody's, you know, whatever fish. I'm not saying bluegill, but, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. Interesting. I did a one fly tournament and they actually put tape on our fly boxes and they put like a seal across it. And so they'd know if we opened up and did another one. Well, could they not just make you leave the fly boxes there? Well, because you could keep fishing. You know, it was, it was, it was, a uh, the, the one fish you registered for the one fly, um, or the, the amount of fish or whatever fish you registered had to be caught on that one fly. So if you lost the fly, you were out. If you broke it off, you were out. So I used exceptionally heavy, heavy tippet and I targeted one species thinking I could win that category. And I actually did. Uh, there was most fish, largest bass, and largest brim, and I, I went for the obviously the largest brim category, and uh, I actually won that on the uh, Nueces River in uh, West Texas. So how heavy was your tippet? I was using like three X, like uh, which is roughly about eight to ten pounds. <laughs> What's your normal tippet? Uh, usually about three to four. I, I went heavy. I yeah. went real heavy because you didn't want to break off, right? And um, so I, I documented the fish with the they give they gave you a, a a little placard and a tape measure you had to take a picture of it and then bring it in and then uh, you had to doc if you're going for uh, most fish you had to document each and every one of them sure but I was documenting the uh, I actually won it with a Rio Grande perch which they consider a brim which is not actually a brim but I actually won it catching a Texas cichlid so cool mm-hmm. all right I hear music. I guess that means we got to go to break. Yeah. If you want to be part of the show, how do you do it? You pick up the phone and you call 423-267-1023, 423-267-1023. Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. 
No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this Saturday morning. If you're headed to the turkey field, would love to hear from you. If you're not, you're headed to uh, Dayton to watch some of the MLF bass tournament. Give us a call. Love to hear about that. So scroll back up. I want to some of the let's talk about some of the names that we know that are hanging out. Uh, okay, go back to the go back to the other page. The the knockout round. There we go. All right. So these are in. Alphabetical order by first name, apparently. So uh, there's Andy Morgan, a local guy who is still in the top 40. Scroll down. Who we got? Uh, names you know, Greg Hackney. He's in there. Let's see. Ott Defoe is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Klein. Let's see here. Mike Iconelli. Uh, Yep, Mike is still in it. Uh, well, I saw Shaw. I thought Shaw was still in it. Shaw Gris, Gris, Grigsby. Don't think so. I thought I thought we well again when we were looking at it. He may have been below the line on that other page. I think Gary Klein. No, wherever we were looking a while ago, he was number forty. Uh, okay. It was on the shotgun round. You sure? I'm pretty sure because that's what we were on before. So, oh, he was top 40 in Group A. Yeah. Gotcha. There, he was, I'm sorry, he was last in Group A. Right. Maybe that was his boat I saw leaving. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's going to be going on. Did you? I saw a schedule earlier. You had the schedule up? Uh, yeah, hang on just a second. I'll get to it. Uh. Because, they, again, they don't do a weigh-in at the dock, so to speak, or at the whatever. I'll try and find it. So, uh, so anyway, that'll be kind of a cool deal. Mm-hmm. Get up there and check it out. Uh, go up there and, uh, or you can sit at home and watch it on your iPad. And, and I guess they have, they probably do have the, um, I guess, the awarding the prizes and stuff there. Yeah, I'm sure they do on the last day, so. Good money too. I'm looking at the money payouts too. I'm, I, I could do, I could deal with a hundred thousand dollars. I'd love to talk to the guy that caught sixty-two pounds on one day. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, that is huge. Oh gosh, yeah. 
Some of the largest fish, uh, seven pounds, six ounces, uh, 7.3. Some of these guys are catching some big fish. There's spot. Yeah, they are. There's no doubt. Uh, and, of course, Dayton's right there across from the Hawassee, and, which is an awesome place to go fishing. Oh, gosh, yeah. So they're definitely getting into some water. No doubt. And some fish. Good for them. And this time of year, you know, the big old bass are coming out, too. Crappie, too. Oh, I uh, believe the uh, CBA is going out today. Uh, today is the 13th. Yes, CBA is going out today as well. So if you're fishing the CBA tournament this morning, good luck. Yeah, you're going to be competing with... Uh, <laughs> Professional anglers that are out on, who out are, on the water, too. Who are, 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 are dead set on catching fish. Oh, no doubt. With $100,000 on the line. That's a lot of money. Oh, gosh, yeah. $100,000 for, what, four days' work? Is that how much? That's what you make as a college professor, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I make the big educational dollars. <laughs> sure. All right, so what else is happening, Robert? Uh, let's see here. Um, had a really uh, interesting thing uh, come up uh, from the TWRA, which I thought was interesting. The TWRA, uh, like I told you last week, they're doing, if you want to get in and give your opinion on the uh, fishing regulations, you, the, that's still going on, and you can send your opinions to the TWRA. Uh, so you can have actual input on with, you know, your input plus the biological input may actually change some fishing regulations. So that's going on till April 23rd. If you want to give your input, send it to fishingregs.comments at tn.gov. But the thing that I thought was really interesting is that native Tennessean license allows all born in Tennessee to enjoy resident prices for select licenses. So if you're living in Georgia, you know, a lot of people live in North Georgia, born in Tennessee, maybe North Alabama, maybe northern Mississippi or Kentucky or wherever. Non-residents of Tennessee who were born in the volunteer state have an opportunity to apply for a native Tennessean annual license. So you're going to get it at a discount. And this will allow regular hunting, fishing, trapping licenses to be purchased at the same cost as residents and enjoy all the outstanding hunting and fishing that the state of Tennessee has to offer. I think that's a great idea. The native license. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's funny. We had, um, there was a lot of discussion about that. Uh, and, and we voted to keep it in place based on the response that we saw from people. So. Well, I also think it's really cool that, well, I actually, this is one of the few things I did benefit from when I was in college because I lived in whatever state I was going to, at, well, Kentucky at the time, Kentucky said that because I lived there nine months out of the year going to school, I could apply for a resident license at, as long as I showed my student ID. And I know Tennessee does the same, and I think that's really great, especially with you know our, our collegiate DU chapter, people who are not native to Tennessee. They can join, the, you know, if they're a part of the local DU, they can still get a in-state license and get the, that discount, even though... They're only going to school here nine months out of the year. I think I thought that was great, and I think this uh, native son license is also great. Well, native daughter too. Native daughter, native person, persons of Tennessee birth, which I don't qualify for, but I'm a resident, so it doesn't matter. I don't know if I don't know if my home state has a resident license. 
I don't think they do. A native resident license? Yeah, I'll look that up. Why? Hmm? Maybe I can maybe I can go back to Massachusetts and fish for free. <laughs> you can't do anything for free in Massachusetts. Oh, heck no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what else we got to go? Uh, let's see here. Had a kind of interesting story. Uh, a North Georgia resident uh, was chased and bitten by a rabid raccoon. This happened earlier this week. Health officials confirmed that a North Georgia resident is undergoing treatment after being bitten by a rabid raccoon. The Georgia Department of Public Health says on Sunday, April 7th, a person was going fishing on Hothouse Creek between Curtis Switch Road. Oh, my gosh, I know exactly where that is. And Old Mill Pond Road in Mineral Bluff, Georgia, when the animal chased and bit them on the ankle. Uh, When the animal kept chasing him, the officials say the person shot and killed it. Spokesman for uh, DPH said that the raccoon has since been tested and did test positive for rabies. Uh, According to the DPH, the resident uh, started getting rabies post-exposure vaccinations that day. And this consists of a regimen of one dose and then four doses over a 14-day period. Uh, If you're bitten or scratched by a wild animal, you should report it immediately. But I know exactly where that happened, and I... (laughs) I, 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 yeah, if I see a raccoon that's a little too close to me, I would probably shoot it too, so. Before or after it scratched and bit you? I'm thinking before. I'm going to, I'm going to fire a few, I'm, you know, mine will be warning shots because you know me, I can't hit squat, but uh, maybe that'll Not be. Not intentional warning shots, but they'll turn out. That yeah, way. they'll turn out to be warning shots. They'll, they'll be intended to kill it, but it'll probably be a warning shot. You've seen me shoot. So, um. <laughs> I, that that scares me that, you know, I mean, I know it's out there and, and well, obviously rabies left unchecked in humans is, is usually fatal. Um, so, but I'm just glad that the animal was dispatched and I hope this, uh, I hope this individual doesn't go through too much getting all the uh, rabies vaccinations, uh, post-exposure vaccinations that they have to get. I've heard that that regimen is not pleasant, so... Yeah, I don't know. I've I've never I've never had it. Don't ever want to get it. Oh, speaking of get it and want to have it, we were having a discussion. Our uh, uh, guest, uh, Captain DeWright, who was in uh, the show last week, we were sitting out at the DU Festival. We were chit chatting, and he w- we were talking about water quality and stuff like that. And I said, "Well, I'd gotten Giardia." He said, "Oh, I got Giardia. You know, two years ago. Also got uh, he got some other waterborne bacteria, and you." Know, and I, we were just chatting, and I said, you know, we need to kind of be careful at some point. He said, well, you know, it, it, you know, it affects you. You know, the GRD will really make you sick. I said, yeah, but I said, but the older you get, the worse it can be because, you know, I'm starting to push the upper edge of the envelope, and he's a younger man. I said, yeah, I don't need to get GRD. Oh, well, I had that. And we were talking about all the, the waterborne diseases that, that fly fishing people can get and that, that the most of us have gone through, but uh, – Giardia is not something to be messed with, nor is this uh, rabid raccoon either. So, I don't know. Okay. I don't want it either. I don't know what it is. Don't know that I can say it, but I don't want it. Um, it's it's a... Don't want to know. What it oh, is. okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, going back a couple of, couple of things here on the MLF Major League Fishing uh, Tournament. Check this out. Mm-hmm. First guy ever... 
um, broke a hundred pounds in the first two days. Hundred and five point six pounds in two days. In two days. Now get this. Wow. Um. Let's see. What else? I just the top eleven. Now, remember what we said the format was. 40 people advanced to the round today, right? Correct. The top 11 are all over 80 pounds after two days. Think about that. That's some big fish. That is some big fish. Including uh, Andy Morgan, who has uh, got a 31-day, 31 31-pound 31 performance in the shotgun round um, on Friday. Yeah, but today they start with zero. So they start at they're zero. Th- zeroing out. So this is a pretty cool thing. I don't, I don't know exactly how this all came about, this new new uh, tournament, but I think it's pretty cool. It is. I like the format. I like the format, too. I really do. I could get on board with this one. All right. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. About to wrap up hour number one. Mm-hmm. Calendar. A little shorter than it was. It's getting shorter, but we've still got a few events coming up. Again, yeah, we're just, uh, what, one, two, three weeks away from the Sportsman's Warehouse Dream Tournament. Coming out of Blast Off at Chester Frost Park. I'll make sure you're in your cap and gown. Mm-hmm. Rocky Mountain Elk on 6-1. That'll be always a fun one. That's going to be at the Shrine Temple, the Alhambra Shrine Temple, which is uh, actually not a bad event, not space. I like it. Really and, big space. Is there any? Is that it? There's nothing else. There's three things. Well, I don't. I don't have the friends of the NRA in here yet. So why not? Well, because you haven't told me. Okay. <laughs> July twentieth at the Westin. Okay. Friends of NRA. 
I don't believe that. Well, you hadn't told me. How many emails have you gotten about it? Uh, <laughs> that I don't know. Yeah. We've already established that you and emails are not friends. No. Weston. Yes. So that's coming up. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. And then the final one is the Medal of Honor Heritage Shoot. It's going to be happening at Benton Shooting, Benton Sporting Clays on uh, September 5th. Mm-hmm. So. That'll be a lot of fun. It will be. It will be. So when we come back in the next hour, we've got some idiots outside. Oh, yeah, and we've got, we've got some poaching pinheads, and you'll love this one. Oh, uh, cool. Poaching pinheads, idiots outside. Yeah. The poaching pinheads, the guy was hunting over bait, and it was, let's just say, a significant amount. We'll, we'll tell you more. In Is that day. bait, or was they just storing? No, it was actual bait. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, let's go. we got about a minute here. Hey, Travis, we've got about a minute. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, Good. I'll make it quick. Hey, I was over at the Harris Bay State Park Thursday night, uh-huh. and I, they fished the first Thursday night dogfight over there, and they have stopped them from using the dock that they have tied to for 40 years over there and took up the money to use the dock and are making them go up in the parking lot to collect the money. And I'll, I'll hang up and just listen to see if anybody else thinks that's a little odd that fishermen can't use the dock. I mean, we're passing, you take your children over there to fish, and, and they tell you right there you can't use their dock because people down there, you know, in the restaurant and the, the houseboats and things are complaining. What kind of message does that point to a child about what his hobby is? And I'll hang up and just listen to what you guys got to say. Hey, hey, before you hang up, Travis, so they're uh, not they're not letting them use the the uh, the floating dock out there outside that, the restaurant? That's correct. They're, they're not letting them use the one off the restaurant that goes out to the fuel pump or the small dock. When uh, They let them use it when they come back, when everybody's gone, you know, when they weigh okay. in at 930, but they did not let them use that dock um, to tie the boats to and all that to when they register for the tournament. That's interesting. It very. Okay. Yeah, I I'd heard rumors of that, but you're the first person that's actually... Uh, said yeah, anything that, about that, it? So that's a, that's true. I was standing there when it happened. Okay. Well, we will. Uh, don't know that we can add a lot to it, but we can definitely uh, talk about it and do some research and see what we can find out. You got it, guys. Thanks, Thanks for sir. doing everything. Uh huh. All right, we're done for the first hour. We'll catch up with you in just a few minutes. Tony Sanders outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Hour number two, Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. Hoping you're having a good time. Hope you're headed to the woods or to the water. Yep, there we go. All the, I, I, I'm, again, just this, the whole MLF tournament going on in Dayton is just, it's huge. It's, I can see, I mean, to me, this is, I, I, there are a couple things I really like about it. Uh, one, I like the fact that on Saturday, today, they reset to zero and start over. So if you got somebody that's built a... And, and there's there's a great, great debate. 
estimates built a big lead. Well, they're they're not going to be caught. So now everybody else is fishing for second place. Now everybody's back to zero on day one. Yeah. That's kind of, that, I, to me, that's a cool twist. I agree. I like that idea. Uh, so I, I, that part I like. I like the, I like the, the streaming aspect of it, the fact that it's live streamed from all the boats. That's a, that's a big deal when you think about how much money they got to have cameras for all those boats. Yeah, and, and an official in each boat, too, to verify that everything's yeah. above par. Again, everybody is everybody is, is tied today mm-hmm. at Blast Off. And they, they fish for seven and a half hours. So uh, I don't know if they actually are taking... I didn't know. Did they take off from the same spot? I didn't see anything that said that. So I don't no, know. they don't. They can run to the. They can run to where they're going to fish. So no, I think it's cool. Cool deal. So it's an interesting format. Now I, I, I do like the catch and re- immediate catch and release aspect, which is going to keep uh, a lot of dead fish down. So you know the keeping the fish all day in the bad conditions of a of a live well. So it's going to stop a lot of dead loss per se. Right. That's right. and I think that you know that's showing some, you know real good conservation from a from a group so so what are you hearing about turkey season well uh my facebook feed right now is pretty much every fourth picture is a huge turkey that someone has shot somewhere but it is apparently rocking and people are doing really really well all over the state of tennessee doing especially well here in east tennessee so seeing a lot of my facebook friends uh with one to two turkeys i know our good friend uh sunny has gotten at least one so uh, I know a few other people. Richard got his. So a lot of people. Yeah, and now I get. I was just shocked that he's never killed turkey before. Or was that the first one this year? I don't. I'm not sure. The way Ross implied it was he'd never gotten one before. Right. I'm thinking he probably got one. Somewhere. I don't know. Maybe it was just the jinx of this year. Get that off. I don't know. I don't have a clue. Richard's quite an outdoorsman. So. Yeah. But he's he's a big time. Bird but I also owner. think you would have called me, on, and, and corrected us if if we had put out the yeah. fact that he had never killed a turkey before. Well, he's also guiding this morning, so no, he's not not yet. It's it's about light, ish. It is not. <laughs> what what time's first light? Seven after something? seven. Oh, okay. Is it after seven? Yes, it's after seven. Okay. Because when I take Gunner out in the mornings. He does not perform well until it gets daylight. Otherwise, he's really looking at everything. Okay. So, yes. I'm trying to see when first actual. First light is at 646 a.m. First light? Yes. According to the Weather Channel, first light, sunrise is at 712. Yeah. You go out at 646 and see how light it is. I will send you on an errand in here in (laughs) about 40 minutes. About about. 35 minutes. Yeah. We're going to send you out and let you look. Tell us, come back and report. Be live, live radio. Live radio. Okay. I'll, I'll bring a mic outside with me. We'll, we'll run a cable. So have you gone, have you gone turkey hunting yet? I have not. I have not. I, and honestly, I hadn't even thought about it. I really hadn't. I hadn't been thinking about, I've been thinking more about fishing. I was every getting, third picture on your Facebook page is turkey dead. Yep. And you haven't thought about turkey hunting. No. I've been thinking more about getting out and fishing, to be honest. Uh, every other every other uh, picture in my Facebook feed is 
people catching these huge crappie out of Chickamauga. People are starting to really get some bed and brim. Uh, a couple of my friends have gotten some monster uh, shell crackers already this year. So, you know me, I'm more of a fisherman, so I've been looking towards the water. I was going to go Thursday night, uh, do a little fishing, and check out a local area that uh, someone has told me about. But unfortunately, uh, due to allergy problems, I couldn't get out. I understand. Real bad. It was bad Thursday. They had like an allergy alert and everything. I, I did not feel well, so. The, um, yeah, somebody called me and said, well, have you got your turkey yet? I'm like, dude, CPA, Yeah. what is the day? Oh, yeah. Let's get it after a season. I said, yeah, I'm a late season hunter. It just is. I, I don't have time. And it's, yeah, and honestly, I've got an academic audit next week. I know nobody wants to hear about all that fun stuff, but. No, we don't. <laughs> Anyway, that's coming, and then graduation is right around the corner, so we're shutting down the school year. So between CPAs and teachers, turkey season does not fall in a good time period for us. No, it doesn't. I mean, I should have chose, like, something else. You know, and I've I've tried to explain to my dean that, you know, turkey season is a, you know, turkey pox is an actual disease, and the the only cure to turkey pox is to go out and spend some time in the woods and he didn't trying to find a turkey trying to find a turkey and he he didn't buy that so well he's not a sportsman no i tried but he he didn't buy turkey box he said he never heard of it our buddy uh keith watson is heading on his uh world slam quest coming up uh pretty soon headed down to uh south america mm-hmm. the yucatan i guess yes and uh, that's pretty cool I think that's really cool. I think it's his birthday today. Is it? I think so. Hang on, I'll check. I think I saw that in my Facebook feed this morning. Okay. So anyway, happy so birthday, Keith. If it, if it is, <laughs> but I think that's pretty cool. Heading, I, I I can't wait. He said he's going to come on and uh, talk about the hunts and. Uh... Yep. Oh, okay. Happy birthday, Keith. So he's going to talk about the hunt and uh, his quest to, to get the world slam. What did we determine? He'd be the fifth one. Yes, in Hamilton County. Correct. To get that, that's pretty. That's pretty rare company. That's really impressive, and I I can say I know two people of that have done it. it when he gets his, and that's amazing that you've gotten all the subspecies of turkey. It's amazing. Um, at the uh, SCI banquet too, I met the guy that um, got the first elk with archery here in tennessee oh cool he, he got it several years ago yeah he's gonna he said he'd come on and, and talk about that oh that's i'd love to he got he was one he was the lucky guy that got drawn yeah 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 so that's and i want to get the, the the young man from cleveland that like two or three members of their family have all gotten drawn so maybe some of their luck will rub off on me and i'll actually get drawn yeah i doubt it yeah i do too how many years have you been putting in since it started. Okay, I think I put in like a little bit after it started. Heck, I can't even get drawn for Sandhill Cranes. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. You brought it up. I wasn't going to say anything. So I was letting it go, but no. <laughs> yeah, so I got, I got what, two more years on the commission? Yeah. If I don't get drawn this year, there'll be changes next year, I can assure <laughs> you. First rule, all commissioners get drawn. Second rule. Have at it. 
So no. new rule, new rule. No, we're. I'm hoping to to see. Uh, there's more birds coming. Yeah, uh, we do know that already. So we're going to get more drawings. But the problem is, it's just now it's getting it's getting so popular. Yeah, people are driving. It, it's it's become a destination hunt for people in the South, not only West Tennessee but Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. Uh, it's become a destination hunt. Ten, uh, our our county area, our five county area with in the, in the Sand Hill Crane Zone, it has become a destination. It really has. So. Oh yeah. I I don't know if I should mention this quest that I've that I that I'm going to try and do. Sure. Um, Last year, I was, you know, questing to get my TARP certificates and get more TARP certificates, and I ended up getting uh, enough to where I had Angler, Master Angler 1 and uh, Master Angler 2. Uh, to get Master Angler 3, I have to catch five new species that I have not submitted to the TWRA before, and I've been looking over the criteria for the five new species or additional species that I need to catch. So basically I can catch any of the trout species that meet minimum requirements, but to do that I don't know that I'm going to be able to do it in East Tennessee. I'm going to have to go either to Northeast Tennessee or to Middle Tennessee. And some of what I'm going to call the deeper species, I'm going to have to get uh, a couple of walleye, a sauger, a crappie, something I haven't submitted before. So I've submitted largemouth, smallmouth, bluegill, uh, perch and shellcracker. So I got to catch something else that is tarp worthy, which in itself is a challenge. But I've got to find new species, and I've been trying to think how I'm going to go about doing that this summer. So I've, that's one of my quests. So I'm going to see how I can uh, try to make that goal happen, or at least make a dent in that this year. So good luck. Yeah. Because uh, so so what are the what are the species you're going after do you know i'm thinking i'm thinking uh i'm thinking crappie will probably be one of the first ones i knock off uh to get the tarp for the crappie uh maybe the tarp for if i can if i can target them walleye in some way form or fashion maybe late next year or okay. late late this year uh the trout i'm gonna probably have to go to the caney fork or the south holston or the watauga well, not the Watauga, probably the South Holston or the Holston and catch the trout up there because we just don't have the the tarp-worthy species length requirements here where we're at. So I'm going to have to do some traveling. But I'm also going to have to do uh, some um, – what I'm going to say, I'm going to have to brush up on my conventional fishing because there's no real good way to target crappie. I mean, you can catch them on a fly rod, but if you're going for a tarp, you got to go deep and you gotta you got to probably use, you know, conventional tackle to get those and i don't i don't know of anybody personally that has ever caught a walleye on a fly rod i, I know it's been done i've seen it but i didn't know the people who've done it so i don't know that that's going to be a i'm gonna have to work on that this year that's my summer kind of goal so that's where i've been focusing my time thinking about it so cool well it sounds like a quest well, yeah, that and the striper i think the striper minimum criteria is like 40 some odd inches so i gotta get a 40 inch striper and i I know that is probably not going to happen on a fly rod. And well, get, no, whoa, no, 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 no. Go down there and catch a striper um, below the dam. Here? Yeah. Yeah, they do it, but I don't know that they're, the striper here, I don't know that they're targetable in, you know, to where you can go out and 
and fish for just striper. I know there are striper dams, you know, like I think it's uh, the one over near Knoxville. I can't remember which one it is, but there's a there's a constant striper run. They're they're constantly there. Here it's kind of hit and miss. But when they're running here, you have to catch it on any kind of tackle. No, no, there's no. Go down there and and, and balloon fish for some stripers. Yeah, below the dam, you'll get your your tarp. Yeah, because you'll get one of the monsters. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Those things are big. That's but be fun. Oh gosh, yes. I, I bet can. your buddy Richard can help you there. Mm-hmm. True. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying, it exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this morning with Trout Professor and myself. Having a good time. All right, we got to do it. We got to get some some stuff going outside. Idiots outside. Okay, you want idiots? I've got idiots. And boy, do we have some idiots out of Rogers, Arkansas. Two men have been arrested on suspicion of aggravated assault after police say they shot each other while taking turns wearing a bulletproof vest. Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette reports that 50-year-old Charles Ferris and 36-year-old Christopher Hicks were arrested on Monday. Police affidavit says that the two men are neighbors. And, Tony, you want to take a wild stab at this? They had been drinking. You got it. On their deck Sunday when Ferris put on the vest and told Hicks to shoot him with a 22 caliber rifle. The affidavit says they switched and he said that the... Uh, Hicks then unloaded the entire magazine into his back, causing bruises but no serious injuries. So one guy says, hey, I'm going to put this vest on. You shoot me. Hey, now it's your turn. No. <laughs> oh, my God. This is, I mean. Arkansas, right? Yes. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not. That trying, explains a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad the gentlemen were not severely injured but this is what this is the definition of natural selection hey i'm going to shoot you with a firearm hopefully this vest will stop it hey it worked my turn no that's no no that no are you that 
Are you that stupid? You can't fix stupid. You cannot, no. And apparently you can't legislate you shouldn't shoot at your neighbor after you've been drinking. Good gosh. Bunch of outdoor idiots. <laughs> and though that, that belongs under idiot outdoors. Hey, I got a great idea. You, wait a minute. You have a large collection of firearms, and I know a cop. I'm going to go borrow his vest, and I'm going to let you shoot me, and then, then I'll, we'll take turns. Um, so you're saying that maybe alcohol had something to do with it? Well, I, there's been very few great ideas that have been hatched under, you know, let's have a lot of beer sit out on the porch and, hey, we got a gun and a bulletproof vest. I've got an idea. That, that, I think that's how it probably went down. Idiots. They're both kind of lucky, though, that they actually are decent enough shots not to miss the vest. Good point. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. That's an excellent point. He's got a good you point. Know, yeah. If you if 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 it had been you and I doing that, as shaky as you are with a handgun, I'd be dead. I'd be alive. Yeah, you'd be, de- or at least have a, a gaping leg wound or something like that. Aim for center mass. You hit me in the foot. <laughs> Which is highly possible the way I shoot. Uh, um, we got another one here if you want it. Well, I'm I'm not through with this one. Okay. Yet. Um. <laughs> That is pretty funny, though. It's pretty sad. I hope they have uh, have forfeited the right to own a firearm. I'm I'm thinking. Well, the only way the story could have been better, the only way I can think of this, is if the they were both young men and they missed the vest and were then left incapable of breeding, and that would have stopped the stupid from infesting the rest of the population. I know that sounds cruel, but that's what we need to do. We need to pour some bleach in the gene pool, and these guys are, that's what we need to do. That would definitely been Darwin Award. Oh, gosh, winning. yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I don't care how much I drink. I cannot see, hey, shoot me, <laughs> as, as anything that comes out of my mouth. Well, you know, that bug zapper just isn't entertaining anymore, so uh, let's see what, we, hey, look, there's a rifle. Hey, I got an idea. Come here, Bubba. Here, put this on. Hold now. Hold still. Don't move. Why do they have to talk like that? <laughs> Why can't they be city slickers? I mean, it's Roger. You ever been to Rogers, I Arkansas? I have been to Rogersville a few times, actually. All right, then. Yeah, you, you're right. Okay, thank you very much. Don't don't question me on my Arkansas accent. There sounded much like President of the United States at one point. Hey, y'all! I got this great idea. Let's get real drunk and shoot each other. All right. Okay. Uh, wow. <laughs> All right, so let's go to poaching pinheads. All right. Um, there's hunting over bait, and then there's hunting over bait. Um, hunting over bait is illegal in certain areas. It's not illegal, depending on species. Uh, a Michigan man, uh, there is a state-enforced two-gallon limit on deer bait in Michigan. Two so gallons. Two gallons. But so I can have two gallons. I can take half of a five-gallon bucket almost of corn and pour out around my stand, let the little deer come up and eat it, and I can pop them. Correct. In Michigan. In Michigan. All Correct. Right. Not in Tennessee. No. So there's a two-gallon limit on right. deer. All right. Well, this gentleman didn't think that was enough and dropped an estimated 2.5 tons of bait on his property. Uh, Dexter James Sysak, 
was convicted of multiple hunting violations, including uh, over-the-limit bait, failing to wear blaze orange, and taking deer by illegal method. Uh, he had a dump truck of sugar, a dump truck of sugar beets, and two dump trailers of corn, and placed them on his hunting property. The actual measure of the bait was impossible to count, but it was estimated at over 2.5 tons. Okay, so since I've never hunted in Michigan, apparently I can have two gallons of bait over my entire property. Correct. So what if I have 100 acres? 2.5 gallons. Okay. Not 2.5 tons. There's a difference. Gallons, tons. Tons, gallons. No, it's not 2.5 gallons. It's two gallons. Two gallons. I'm sorry. Two gallons. So I can pour little piles of corn all over my property. But I can't pour a dump truck worth of corn and sugar beets and everything else on my property. Yes. Raw tonnage is against the law, apparently. Okay. So, uh, hey, hey, you know, go back, though. You know, one thing I thought was kind of cool, though. Uh, 45 days in jail. That doesn't happen in Tennessee mm-hmm. much. Uh, $15,000 in fines. Uh, that's pretty cool. And he lost his hunting license or hunting privileges to 2022. Mm-hmm. Now, that is how you should enforce game laws. Oh, I agree. I'm curious, though. What cost him more, the bait or the fines? Because 2.5 tons, that's an insane amount regardless. I don't know how much corn is going for, but I don't think it would be anywhere close to $15,000 for two tons of corn. I'm pretty sure. Well, it was sugar beets, though, wasn't it? Yeah, there were some sugar beets in there, too. Just... Having spent all that money and then being fined on top of that, I find that comedical, actually. Comical. Unreal. Good. All right. I'm, I'm, I, I do like the, um, uh, I really do like the uh, the fines. I do. I, I like seeing I, that. I, I, think they're ju- I think they're just. I mean, that's, you know, you lose your, I think you should, you know, you, you do some jail time and then you, you lose your, License to hunt until a specified date, depending on what. I mean, if I think it should match the crime, and and this one, I think it does match the crime. Now, some there, I think there may be a little that might be a little harsh for something else, but I think it all depends on on the severity of the poaching because this guy obviously did this for a reason. It wasn't like an accident, right? Uh, you know, you didn't realize you were hunting over a baited field for dove or something like that. <laughs> Well, he didn't realize it. It was only two and a half tons. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't see that. See, I'm thinking he's standing on top of the bait pile, you know, <laughs> this mountain. Is he in Arkansas, too? No, he was oh, in Michigan. 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 Yeah. We'll be right back. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 
472-5491 and check them out at 80sfertilizer.com. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Closing in on the end of the show. It's been a great show. It's been good. Hey, let's go to the other outdoors news. And I don't know why you didn't call that idiots outside. I read this story and, and, and actually had to go back and read it again because it did not make sense to me. Legislation recently introduced in the state of Nevada. Now, understand you have Las Vegas and Reno and then you have everywhere else. They would treat participants in a coyote hunting contest, this coyotes, the same as someone convicted of manslaughter. March 25th, the Nevada Senate Committee on Natural Resources introduced Bill 487, which would, isn't that the name of the, RU 487, yeah, it's the name of the, 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 uh, Morning after pill. Yeah, it is. I was going. I've heard that. I'm. I'm my brain I'm is sitting there going. Yeah. This. This is. This is the morning after stupidity thing. Okay. Which would ban competitions where coyotes are killed for prizes or entertainment. The ridiculousness of the legislation can't be overstated. For starters, the penalty of the for a violation of the new law would be a class D felony that carry a mandatory prison term of one to four years and a possible fine up to $5,000, not to mention the fact that you lose your gun rights and voting rights just for killing a coyote. The language also criminalizes a person who promotes or engages the furtherance of the coyote competition. That means you can be receive a Class D felony just for posting it on social media or maybe talking about it on a radio show. If we were in Nevada, we could be felons now. Um, this is the same punishment uh, as involuntary manslaughter or arson. Seems a little harsh if you ask me, but nobody's asked me yet. 
I personally just think our country has just gone nuts. I agree. I, it's just nuts. Uh, I'm not talking to any political party. You can make your own surmise there. It's gone nuts. Everything is it's just stupid. This is stupid. Do they have lakes in Nevada? I mean, like big ones? Yeah. Uh, Two of them. They have. Um, so what about a bass tournament? In a, in a, is it Lake Mead? Lake Powell? But Lake Mead? I'll uh, look it up uh, here in a minute, but. Hoover Dam, whatever that—that's Colorado. I don't know what it impounds, but yeah. Uh, what about a bass tournament? Is that not the same as a coyote tournament? Where no, this is a coyote tournament. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know bass and coyote are different. I got that. But yeah, one's slimy and one's not. I don't know that you can make that reference, but okay. <laughs> both, dep- depending on your point of view, both could be kind of slimy. I mean, you got them anyway. slimy. All right. Uh, so, I just—I just—I find it amazing. Now, coyotes. Mm-hmm. Don't most people want to get rid of coyotes? Yes, they eat small house animals. They eat uh, they livestock. Eat they, they eat your pets. Yeah, they eat your livestock, especially out there. If you're a rancher, they they cause severe problems out there. Coyotes need to be controlled. There's so many of them, and they breed quickly. So yes, th- there needs to be some form of control. So there you go. If you go to Nevada and go coyote controlling, then you're going to jail for manslaughter, maybe. Mm. Uh, you know, I just, I just find it nuts. I think I got to work around. Don't participate in a tournament and just go shoot coyotes on your land and say they were coming right at you and you were in fear for your life. Okay. That works for me, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where you're going. I'm trying to follow your. I'm sorry. I was yeah. I was waiting for you to tell me where we're going. I I, I can't <laughs> read as it scrolls. Was I going too fast for you there? It was it was rather difficult. <laughs> well, I'll tell you where I'm going right now. Okay, where are you going? I'm going to the outdoor calendar because we need to talk about what's going on outdoors. And wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Six forty-six. All right. And there's no sunshine. I think I see some light out in the parking lot. Yeah, it's it's first it's, light. That's it's a ju- bulb. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's a moth flying around it, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was the sun. <laughs> no. Okay. No. That's a big moth then. <laughs> yeah. No, it's there is it's, there's no sunshine at six forty six. Sorry. Okay. I don't know what you were reading, but earlier, but. It's it's not happening. Okay, fair enough. I was a little bit off. Okay. All right. So you're going to hit the calendar then? Yes. Um, May 4th, Sports is a Warehouse Dream Tournament is going out of Chester Frost Park. It's going to be at Safe Light, whenever that is. Uh, I don't think we've established that at this point. On the uh, We have established when it's not. Yeah, we've established when it's not, but I don't think that helps anybody else. On uh, June 1st, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Banquet is going to be at Alhambra Shrine. That doors open up there at 5 p.m. On the 20th of July is going to be the Friends of the NRA Banquet at the Weston. And if you haven't been to the new Weston, it is awesome. And last year's banquet was a rousing success, so please show up. Mark your calendars for July 20th. And then on September 5th, the Medal of Honor Heritage Center Sporting Clays event is going to be at Benton Sporting Clays. So that'll help you get ready for, set, well, it, wait a minute, that, that might help you with dove season. Yeah. 
Timing could be about Ti- right. Timing could be about right. So, yeah, come out and practice, shoot some clays, and then get real good uh, for a great cause and then get real good at your uh, dove hunting for the fall season. So we were talking um, on the way into the studio this morning about how your your world has changed a little bit from the hunting perspective and stuff. Oh, gosh. Have you gotten into sporting clays at all or shooting? Um, I enjoy the sporting clays, the skeet. I'm no good at. I don't know why. I, I'm good at one end and at the other end, but right in the middle, when when you make that arc, when they're I don't I can shoot them when they're coming at me or going away from me, but when you get towards the middle and you have to make those lead shots, I'm not so good. But right. sporting clays, I really enjoy. It's kind of like golf with a shotgun. Yeah, it, I really enjoy that. Let's go to the phones, Mister Gavin. How are you, sir? Hey, Tony Tiger. Everything Robin good? Shark. How are you, How are you sir? You guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. Really good. I uh, was just listening to your comments, Rob. I'm uh, from now on when, when you're when you're following me with a sh- with your shotgun. Uh, I'm just going to try to stay in the middle where you miss me, Matt. <laughs> oh, that won't be hard, Tom. Trust me. You've seen me shoot. Yeah. No, I've I've seen you shoot. You you, you do pretty well, yeah. especially when you're leaning over the boat, uh, kind of uh, aiming right down at the uh, at the fish. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Well, I'm talking about a shark, man. I'm talking about a <laughs> all shark. All right, fair enough. <laughs> you, you guys have yourself a great weekend. We'll do our best. We'll do our best. Thanks, Tom. See you, Tom. Thanks, man. See you. Bye. The, there was a story the other day of they had to dispatch a shark that came on deck. They were trying to, they were trying to boat it, and it got a little bit wild. And the captain brought out a, uh, a gun and dispatched said shark. But I have a problem with that because, a, I'd probably miss and blow a hole in the boat. And then we'd sink into shark-infested waters. But two, I'm thinking, if you shoot the shark to kill it, that's going to cause some problems on deck. I mean, I don't, I don't care what you're using. That you know, you're going to have a hole in your boat, and I just don't think that's a really good idea in shark-infested waters. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's a good point. I, I, I saw it happen. I, I read the story about it, and the, the captain brought it up and the, took a shotgun and, and dispatched this very, very large shark that they were trying to kill in boat. And he shot it on deck. They said the shark was killed on deck. And my first thought was, glad he's a good shot and glad there wasn't a lot of carry through because, you know, you'd be sinking. That's where my mind went. But it's that whole, you know, I guess aftermath of where your bullet goes. That's where I was thinking. Well, maybe it was a small caliber and just enough to get into the shark and not into the boat. True. Kind of like a hitman style. Ooh, I like that. We'll be right back. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. 
Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up this wonderful Saturday morning. It's hard to believe it's show's over. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe it's this late in April, too. It's not late enough. I need Tuesday. <laughs> I, know I need Tuesday. I know you do. And I, I do feel for you this time of year. I, I honestly do. Knowing what you have to go through with the CPA <laughs> stuff and the taxes, and that just boggles my mind, and I'm glad I'm not. I don't have to think about it. So. Yeah, I, I wish I didn't sometimes. <laughs> that whole work thing's really cutting into our fun. It does, it time. does, it does. I'm telling you, it really does. All right. So what do we got to well, wrap up the show here? Well, uh, I got a happy story. A teenager in Montana is extremely lucky after having a very close run-in with a grizzly bear. Uh, having read the story, uh, a grizzly bear charged, and he didn't have time to get out his bear spray. He got between two trees, and he had a pack on, and the bear was at him. He, The bear was kind of on top of him, and he finally reached around to his pack, pulled the bear spray out, and just started spraying right there. He didn't actually hit it, but the bear spray actually caused the bear to back off and take off. Uh, he ended up with a few minor injuries, So, and this was a full-blown grizzly bear. It pinned him face down, and he only ended up with a few cuts and scratches, no major injuries, and... That's a happy, happy story. The bear, bear wasn't killed. Person wasn't killed. That's a win-win. So that's, I guess, a good. Yeah, story but I wonder if they did they did they go out and track the bear down because that's not a good thing to have happen. Or did he get in between the bear and the and, and cubs? The, the story didn't say on that one. See, and and that's what drives me nuts. And and I can say it as as someone in the media. Give me the story. Tell me why bears don't just attack. For the most time, most part. No. So why did it? Why did it attack to this guy? Did he spook it? Did he jump it? Was he not, you know, wearing bells as he was going through? I mean, what what caused the attack? Was the mama bear on the left and the baby bears on the right? I mean, that make all that stuff makes sense. But if if none of that was happening, now you got a bear in Montana that's got a bad attitude and found out that hey, humans are pretty easy. They stink, but they're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty easy. They've got kind of a pep, peppery pe- taste. Peppery to, taste, yeah. yeah. You know. So, I mean, and, and so that's the part, that's the, that's just, that's the part that just drives me nuts. What's the story? Give me the, give me the whole story. It wouldn't take but another couple of paragraphs. Yeah. A couple of senses. As walking through the woods, he ended up between mama and baby and boom, he had a problem. Right. Makes sense. Bear was sleeping. He walked up on it. Startled bear. Makes sense. Again. Anyway. So, I'm glad he lived. Um, He's got a story to tell. (laughs) Maybe we try to get him on the phone and and get him to tell the story since the writer didn't tell it. No. Right? I I agree. There's something left out. I mean, that was the story, but there was something left out, and I will agree that maybe they need to do a little bit more research, but, I mean, yeah, anyway. yeah, bears just don't, ran, I mean. Normally they don't. Yeah, they just don't randomly do it normally. But there has to be provocation. I, I know. I, I tell you, I remember when I was hunting Colorado, again, the guy said, I asked him, when do you shoot the bear? And he says, when you see it. 
because you aren't fast enough to get the gun out of your holster to save your, your rear end. Mm-hmm. So. We had the rabbit raccoon. We talked about that. I, you know, mine would probably be warning shots. I could probably hit a bear. Now, whether I would be a good shot or not, but I, that's a lot bigger target than a rabid raccoon. Rabbit raccoon attacking, we've got a reason. Bear, yeah, we need more to the story. So, You know, the, and the thing of it is, though, is something is coming at you. That's mm-hmm. what most of us are not good at. Oh, no. So Pressure situation yeah. under stress. All right. We're done. We are. Outside with Cindy is next. Don't know what she's talking about, but it'll be outside stuff. We'll be back next week talking about whatever we're going to talk about. Outside stuff. See you next week. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.